the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy, happy, happy 20th anniversary. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Unvaccinated New York City teachers are facing suspensions starting Monday after the Supreme Court declined to hear their case. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi fell through on her promise to vote yesterday on President Biden's agenda after Democrats failed to reach an agreement among themselves. The president today admitted frustration, but also said the process requires patience. I'm a realist. I've been, I was a senator a long time. I know how legislation gets done. There is no reason why both these bills couldn't pass independently, except that they're not the votes to do it that way. In Houston, the principal of a public charter school was shot and wounded by a former student yesterday. The student quickly surrendered to police. This is SRN News. Before we arrived, the station sounded like this. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Then on March 19, 2001, you heard this. More power than a Tomahawk cruise. AM 1280, The Patriot. Talk around the clock. Proud to bring you today's best communicators. Still going strong after two decades. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. Patchy fog and showers likely at a high of 71. Then tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 68. Be sure to tune in as you cruise to our 20th anniversary gala this Wednesday for a special live on-location red carpet broadcast with Mitch Berg, Brad Carlson, and Jack Tomzak of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 4 to 6 p.m. Supported by Snelling Heating and Cooling. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal dingy institutional blue uh, my name mitch berg my blog shot in the dark info my show the headliner edition one of four count them four weekly editions of the northern alliance radio network along with myself uh, we have jack tomzak the jack tomzak show coming up every uh, saturday three to five right after this one right here and i believe uh yeah we're, we're definitely in tune to have him uh, lined up on the broadcast here today also brad carlson coming up tomorrow one to three every sunday here on am 12 the patriot except for those rare days when he's out, or sometimes the two of us switch for whatever uh, miscellaneous and sundry reasons we have. And believe me, we do have the reasons occasionally. And, of course, King Banyan, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Other than the 1440, we're all on AM 1280, The Patriot, or am1280thepatriot.com, or FM 107.5 in the West Metro area, or your favorite streaming app. And by the way, not everyone knows this. When you leave the Twin Cities Metro, you have options besides our web stream on am12athepatriot.com. You've got yeah, you've got streaming apps like radio.com, iheart.com, or our favorite, the AM12A the Patriot app, which is cool because it lets you uh, not only listen to the station's programming live via the internet, uh, via your device, wherever you're at, uh, as long as you've got more than a couple bars on your phone, but it also, uh, when you get to come to some of the Patriot events, 
that are some of the fun parts of being part of this station's listener community, that's how you get your questions up to the the, the stars of the broadcast. Uh, and by the way, that's that's going to be not just an academic thing here for the first time in almost two years. We have an event coming up this coming Wednesday, October 6th. We have our 20th anniversary gala starring Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk. And, of course, the Narn table will be there. Jack, uh, Brad, and I will be there holding court at our table with a bunch of our closest friends who sold the Narn table out faster, I believe, than any of the other premium tables at this event here. Uh, Maybe almost as fast as Prager. Prager usually sells up pretty quick. But we're right after that. Of course, Charlie Kirk did a fine job, too. It's his first uh, station appearance here in the Twin Cities in support of his show, on the 1570, as well as I believe uh, we show, uh, play them occasionally in the evening on uh, AM 1280, The Patriot. Either way, they will be live and in person this Wednesday. Tickets sold out, gee, I don't know, like a month ago. So you're going to have to be quick on the switch for some of these events. But we are looking forward to this. Jack, Brad, and I, along with Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, uh, coming up this uh, coming Wednesday. Night. It's already here. It hardly seems like two years since we've been having station events, but... Oh, lo and behold, it has been. Anyway, uh, spe- uh, speaking of joining us, you can join us right here and right now on the broadcast. Uh, you can call in at 651-289-4488, or you can join us on social media on the uh, the uh, hashtag NARN Show. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter, on Gab, on Parler, or on MeWe. I left out Facebook because Facebook right now is kind of reserved for our live stream on the Northern Alliance Radio Network fan page. I am live streaming this broadcast for those of you who need full color video to go along with your radio. That's where we're at. I'm waving. By the way, if you're watching via the video stream, feel free to say hi in the uh, comments section. I always love to hear people who uh, tune in uh, via the live stream or any other way. Just go to AM 12A, the page. I'm sorry. Facebook, the Northern Alliance Radio Network uh, Facebook fan page. And the live stream is right there. I'm waving at you right now if you happen to be watching. So big weekend in so many ways right now. Again, uh, one of those weekends where I could go four or five hours here without taking a break. I don't have to. It's a two-hour show. Jack Toms, that comes up right after this. But it is a big, big weekend in many, many ways. Not only the weekend before our 20th anniversary gala, which is itself a huge deal, and I can't tell you how much I am looking forward to seeing a few hundred of our closest friends out there at the broadcast uh, this uh, this coming uh, thir- uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Thank you very much. Thir- uh, Wednesday afternoon. But uh, we're also going to be, uh, of course, presiding over the uh, the uh, what do you call this? The uh, the Minnesota Republican Party State Central meeting going on right now now it's i haven't heard any results yet i know the first round of polling was just getting underway a little bit ago and uh first i'm told by uh good friend john Heyer at the uh, who's at the state center he's a state central member also plays guitar in my band uh that state uh, central first ballot results are coming up fairly momentarily by the way if you are at state central feel free to tag me uh, on twitter at hashtag narn show or what the heck? Maybe even give us a call at 651-289-4488 with the running tally. I, I have a hunch that we're not going to be getting a result right away. We have a uh, a six-way race as of the first ballot here. Of course, Dave Han, uh, who's been a longtime friend of this broadcast, former senator, uh, state senator from Eden Prairie, up until 2018, I think, was when he uh, lost his race in Eden Prairie. Uh, someone needs to win that thing back, by the way. Uh, longtime friend of this broadcast, a guy who certainly knows his way around Republican Party politics in uh, Minnesota. He was, he's been a guest on uh, Jack Tomzak's show in recent weeks. Jerry Dettinger, uh, widely seen as the other front runner in, in this race here. He's a business executive. He runs an uh, exercise equipment company. Probably the next best uh, known candidate is former gubernatorial candidate in 2018. Phil Parrish uh, is is in the race as well. Other three candidates, uh, Lilani Holmstadt, who has run for state Senate, I believe the House before that. Uh, I happen to know her socially. Uh, long story, but uh, she is in the race last I heard. Also, two other candidates I don't know from Adam, a fellow named Forrest Hyatt and another named Mark Miles. Uh, I had been told, I had heard through the grapevine that two candidates had dropped and had not given speeches. I've heard nothing about who they were. Uh, If I had to guess, it would be Hyatt and Miles. 
I also have a hunch that uh, a number of them will probably not make the first ballot threshold to stay on the ballot. I believe that rule holds true at the state central as it does at the state convention, done to keep things from going on too terribly long with too many people dividing up the ballots. But, uh, yeah, Forrest Hyatt, Mark Miles, Philip Parrish, Leilani Homestead, and Jerry Dettinger and Dave Han uh, are in the race here right now. All of them have... uh, just to say, uh, advocates, all of them have detractors, some of them very, very strong detractors. Uh, the, the higher they get, the, the more strident their opponents and, well, advocates get, frankly. Uh, that's all being litigated right now on the floor of the state central convention, as we are told the first round of ballots is in. Uh, as the first ballot, I am told, by the way, that uh, Dettinger and Han are in a virtual tie for the for, uh, on the first ballot here. So apparently the first ballot uh, first ballot results are in. We will see what happens there. I have largely held my tongue on the state central uh, race, and for that matter, on the controversy that led to it, the departure of Jennifer Carnahan. I will say, I as someone who's not been an active party activist for gosh three years now i mean i i, I left uh, as, as a uh, senate district chair person in march of 2018 that was when i wrapped up my involvement in day-to-day activity that will probably end this uh, coming caucus time uh, when we get to february i will probably get back involved in retail politics here again just because someone has to we're heading towards midterms Someone's got to get involved. Uh, and I will say that this this race, like so much of what's happened in party politics in the last few years, has been a little disturbing in at least one way. Now, the state central will say this. The state central is going to be a, an interesting race because you have a number of people on the state central who are going to be continuing to hold out a torch for Jennifer Carnahan. And that's the nature of the state central. There's a reason <clears throat> its elections are held in off years from the larger caucuses. The intention is for it to react a little more slowly to events than the the full convention and the full slate of delegates that get elected and uh, go to conventions every two years, state conventions every four years. It's supposed to be a smaller, more stable, more deliberative body. And as such, you will probably find a fair number of Jennifer Carnahan partisans on the state central. And in fact, you will probably find a number of them out there two years from now, because the idea is with the state central, things turn over more slowly. It's not supposed to be at the whim of the delegates, at least as immediately as state central, I'm sorry, state conventions as uh, BPOU conventions, certainly as much as primaries are. I mean, those are pretty much show you which way the wind is blowing at any given time. And obviously, state party chair is not a state election race. But I've largely stayed out of the state chair fracas other than showing up at the demonstrations outside the state party headquarters. Because while I did support Jennifer Carnahan when she first ran uh, for state party chair four years ago, and largely stayed out of the race two years ago because I was not an activist two years ago. I will commend to your attention uh, Jack Tomzak's monologue on last week's Jack Tomzak broadcast. The first 15, 20 minutes of the broadcast was him recounting his time, albeit briefly, as an employee of the party during Jennifer Carnahan's administration. And he pointed out that while Jennifer Carnahan has been rather strident in her social media posting about how her administration was taken down by a, as she refers to it, a small, determined uh, bunch of 'er ne'er-do-wells who have it in for her and are driven by any variety of uh, causes, misogyny, racism, working for the man, whatever. Uh, Jack pointed out that the unanimity of the people who are expressing issues with her, including all four of her former executive chairs, executive directors of the party, including a longtime friend of this broadcast and a couple-time substitute host on the Northern Alliance, Andy Aplikowski, among several others who are, again, in some cases, longtime friends of this broadcast. The unanimity and uniformity of their descriptions of the situation in the party's office 
during this uh, during Jennifer Jennifer Carnahan's reign as uh, state party chair should tell you something. You can't get two Republicans into a room with com- without coming up with three opinions about things, about how things are, about how things are working, about any given stretch of policy as uh, w- regarding who's behind w- w- and what the right answer is. You get a group of 350 together, as we have today, and you're going to get 400 different opinions and yet four different, very different state party chairs. Andy Aplikowski, Becky Allery, uh, two others who name, whose names elude me right now, uh, all very uniform in their opinion of how Jennifer Carnahan ran the party, the atmosphere inside the state party as she was running it, the financial situation uh, that that befell the party over this last 40, four years, which is significant because it was about this time 10 years ago that we first started understanding exactly what the financial situation was in the party. It was 10 years ago, roughly about this time, that Tony Sutton and Michael Broadcorp got up and, and announced how deeply in debt the party was after the 2010 race. And we've had the same situation ever since then, folks. Uh, more on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic with Charm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again. Because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust. Aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and the station. Our 20th anniversary gala sold out fast. But we know there are still so many patriots who want to join us. So we got to thinking. What could we do so more of our good friends can join this special occasion? We thought about adding more chairs to each table, having a separate matinee and evening gathering. We even considered creating hologram versions of Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk and hosting a dozen events simultaneously. It was at that point we realized we were really overthinking things. Join us virtually this Wednesday at 6.45 p.m. on SalemNow.com. Catch every moment of Kirk and Prager's candid conversation live from the comfort of your home. As a bonus, each streaming ticket will receive one free movie rental on Salem Now. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is supported by Pro-Life Across America. Hey everybody, it's Charlie Kirk. It's Dennis Prager. Can't wait to see you on the 6th at the sold-out Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, be sure you tune in as you cruise to our 20th anniversary gala this Wednesday, the 6th, for a special live on-location red carpet show with Brad Carlson, Jack Tomczak, and yours truly. 
from the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 4 until 6. By the way, it's uh, sponsored by Snelling Heating and Cooling. We will reflect on 20 amazing years on the air with this station, uh, almost 18 of them with this broadcast, and preview an exciting night of candid conversation with Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk. You can stream it, by the way, in high quality on our free app, the AM1280, the Patriot app, which, by the way, you should download now, right now, uh, from your favorite app store, whichever uh, app store you uh, patronize, because that's if you want to get a question in to Dennis or Charlie, that's where we take our questions from. We don't run around with cards. We don't run around with the microphone anymore, uh, much as I enjoyed doing that, quite frankly. But that's where we get the questions from. You you type them in on the app, and we sort through them there and get them up to the stage. So that's a reason to get the AM12A, the Patriot app. That and the ability to listen to us anywhere you are, even on an airplane, provided you buy the Wi-Fi on the plane. Uh, wherever you're at, you're in, you're in the swamps of Florida. Uh, there may not be any bars there. Anyway, wherever you're at, almost anywhere you're at, if you're near a Wi-Fi signal, you can get the Patriot via the Patriot app, plus all sorts of other cool perks for from uh, listening to the AM12A, the Patriot app. Uh, anyway, join Jack, Brad, and myself from 4 to 6 on Wednesday as we do the Red Carpet Show. Uh, I don't think we're going to be spotlighting people's uh, dresses, per se, but other than that, it'll be a, a fairly standard Red Carpet broadcast. And uh, given the connections Brad has with the Miss America, or sorry, Miss Minnesota pageant, who knows? We might even have the uh, the dress watch. I have no idea. So first results are in from the uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota State Republican Party convention. Uh, Dettinger and Han in a virtual tie, uh, 127 to 125. Dettinger with a two-vote lead after the first ballot here. They're coming around for a second. Uh, Phil Parrish has 42 ballots, uh, 42 votes. Leilani Holmstead had 29. She has dropped uh, from the running after one ballot. There was 12, none of the aboves. And the second ballot is uh, approaching as we speak here. In fact, I believe the uh, second ballot is in for the count as, we, as of uh, roughly a minute ago. So we'll be watching for results on that. Thanks to John Heyer reporting live via Twitter from the Estate Central. I bring this up. And by the way, there are 12 none of the aboves that I, I, I mentioned there because there are a, a fair number of people out there who uh, I'm assuming some of them are probably uh, Carnahan holdouts. And there are some of them I know who are have become, while they remain on the state central, they have become sort of pox on both houses types. And that's kind of what I want to speak about for a moment here, because as this convention has as the state central convention vote has has gotten closer, you've seen a lot of them on social media. Now, granted, social media is basically the exposed bile duct of society. But some of that bile is directed at political parties. And you see a lot of Republicans or people who claim to have been largely accurately, I'm sure, claim to have been Republican voters until recently who said, ah, I don't care about any of them right now. They're all the same. They're all the same. And I get it. I mean, there are people who look at uh, Paul Gazelka's record as Senate Majority Leader since 2018 when he has had some degree of majority or another uh, in the Minnesota State Senate and wonder, what has he done? He has... This is the what you hear from them. This is not necessarily me talking here, although on a number of issues I have uh, likely been somewhere towards the, what on earth is he doing with this majority crowd? I will admit, the 2018 session, I think it was, he had a significant majority, and there were a number of uh, gun-related issues, Second Amendment issues, that he could have advanced. But he wanted to protect his freshmen. And I thought, wow, I mean, if you don't, if you learn anything from Democrats, it's use whatever power you have when you have it, because it's not going to last forever. As hopefully we find out this upcoming election, it's not going to last forever for the Democrats. Uh, anyway, I digress. You can find any number of people with any manner of complaints about the Republican Party nationwide and statewide about how they're not aggressive enough, how they're not conservative enough, how they're... Uh, indistinguishable from Democrats in a lot of ways. And I totally get that, especially when you look at the National Republican Party's approach to spending. I mean, the Reagan days of holding the line on discretionary spending uh, are gone. And the the, new, the, the Gingrich revolutions uh, 
approach to holding the line on spending, which, by the way, is what gave us our last year without a significant deficit uh, during the Clinton years. I mean, people uh, praise Bill Clinton for that. It was Newt Gingrich, the the Gingrich Congress who did it. Because remember, who it is who writes the spending bills? It's the House. Who controlled the House in 1994, 1996? You got it. Uh, The Republicans did. It was a conservative uh, backlash against the overreach of Bill Clinton's first half term. And Newt Gingrich very shrewdly reading the House and, uh, as it were, reading the room, let's just say, and coming up with a a counter-response to that that swung Congress to the GOP for the first time since before World War II. And so that's what happened. Now, the point I'm getting at here in my own wavering, tangent, uh, running way is this. You have a lot of people out there say, well, the Republicans haven't done anything for us in forever, and so I'm just going to leave the whole thing aside and uh, do better things with my time, a pox on all their houses, or I'm going to go vote for some third party. Believe me, I've been there. I've done that. I went and joined the Libertarian Party for four years, from 94 to 98, after a bunch of Republicans voted for the 1994 crime bill, an abomination to all conservative principle, quite frankly. And I get and I. I stayed in the Libertarian Party for four years. I ran for office as a Libertarian. Won a moral victory. You've probably heard the story before. I'll hold off on it for now. Point being, I get the frustration with the Republican Party. And I get people saying, I'm done. I'm just not going to participate in Republican Party politics anymore. The, The party doesn't reflect what I believe. And I totally get that. I've been there. And I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath and hold on a moment. Because parties reflect the people who show up. Parties reflect the people who show up and vote and and make their voices heard and keep their voices heard. Because remember, as I said, as we were starting off the broadcast here, the state central committee, which is voting right now on the second ballot for uh, state party chair, tends to lag the, the the caucus votes by a year or two or sometimes four years. I mean, if you dig down deep, you will probably find someone on State Central who wants Tony Sutton back. It, at hat, Ron Eibensteiner would probably get a few votes out there right now. Actually, I ran into Ron Eibensteiner at a recent party event. I said, <laughs> about the time that uh, Chairman Carnahan, uh, Chairwoman Carnahan was leaving, I thought, yeah, Ron, we need you back here, buddy. <laughs> uh, at any rate, it's not just getting involved uh, like like a tsunami of Republicans did four years ago, five years ago now, during the caucuses uh, that led to the nomination of Donald Trump. A lot of people turned out for that. I mean, we had cataclysmic turnout in my Republican district in St. Paul, of all places. I mean, 20 times as many people as we saw two years later. And it certainly affected the party. I mean, you got a Donald Trump nomination out of out of the whole thing. I mean, you didn't get it in Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota went for uh, went for Rubio. And I, by the way, I was proud to say I helped did my piece to lead that. We could have done much worse than Marco Rubio for president. By the way, now we got Donald Trump. It had its ups and downs, largely ups, especially in comparison to what we have in the White House now. <laughs> but if you don't think showing up changes things, consider that. Consider the fact that in a district that in a Senate district that is normally lucky to get thirty people turning up for a uh, for a biennial convention, we had something close to five hundred people in the room. Five hundred people showed up. You think that didn't affect the party? Now, if those people had showed up two years later and voted in the midterms worked on, on on helping us find candidates and elect candidates for midterm elections, voted on state central delegates uh, who were going to go on to vote for uh, state party chair today. You think those Trump delegates wouldn't be still having a huge effect on the party today? My favorite example, the Tea Party. Ten years ago, 12 years ago, we had people who supported the Tea Party bum-rushing the conventions, bum-rushing the caucuses. The 2010 caucuses were full of Tea Partiers who were all raring to go out and change the world. And they did. Remember, the Tea Party 
class of candidates who took over the state legislature, some of whom still remain in the legislature, did a lot of good, reflected the values of the Tea Party, and, and, and in some cases continue to, being good, solid conservatives. But that support went away about the time the party decided to try and stab the Tea Party in the back, and a lot of people said, well, I'm taking my toys and going home. And it showed the, the the classes of candidates who came out after the Tea Party and did not do as good a job of reflecting those values did not catch fire with voters. There's a reason. So it, parties reflect people who show up, and we need people to continue to show up. I, I'll continue preaching that as we as we go onwards here. Second ballot, uh, perhaps coming back here shortly. Here, stay tuned. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886. And let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. It's the end of the grilling season, and Premier Pool and Spa has huge deals right now on all their Louisiana grills. No way. You mean like when they sell the toques for cheap during the spring because you don't really need them to cover your noggin when the weather's warming up, right? Absolutely correct, bro. Oh, but wait a minute. Fall's like prime smoking season. You can still grill and smoke year-round with the Louisiana Grill, right? You know it. The Louisiana Pellet Grill from Premier Pool and Spa is both a grill and a smoker. And they got these amazing winter smoker covers, so you can even use them when it's like below zero. So the grilling season never really ends, but I still get those low-end-of-season prices, right? You got it, plus a free 40-pound bag of pellets with your purchase and free bucket liners and a fancy grill cover if you buy one at the top-of-the-line models. Hey, so don't wait. Get your own Made in America Louisiana Grill at end-of-season prices, plus all those extra goodies at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Louisiana Grills, you deserve it. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local family-owned Full Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's Full Service Battery. Search them online, Full Service Battery. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, we're spicing things up here at The Patriot. You can register daily at am128thepatriot.com for your chance to win a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Hey, yo. And a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers. Then uh, from ladies and whisks, uh, ladles and whisks, rather, to uh, kitchen thermometers and waffle makers, you'll have all the tools you need to make your kitchen a Michelin star-level enterprise. While you're there, by the way, you can get five bonus entries by submitting a favorite recipe of yours to be included in our upcoming free book, The World's Greatest Recipes, Volume 1, which, by the way, is coming up November 1st. I'm going to have to send in my keto burritos. They're wonderful. In fact, I need to brew up a, a couple batches of those this coming week here because... 
Yum. Anyway, 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments. Waiting on results from the uh, Republican Party State Convention. Continue to watch for those as we go through the day here. Uh, Waiting on second ballots, which are paper ballots, by the way. And uh, I should point out... It's 120. A friend of the broadcast, Jennifer D. Drunette, uh, tweeted from the uh, convention hall. It's currently 125. This was almost 10 minutes ago. The convention only has the building until 3 p.m. Uh, probably won't be an issue because she thinks the ballot, uh, ballot three will be the final ballot. There's a, uh, they have paper ballots, which isn't as big of a deal at the uh, state central as it is at the state convention when that uh, seems like about an hour long job. But uh, anyway, State Central Convention uh, underway right now. They're working on the second ballot down to three candidates. I was right. The two candidates I'd never heard of didn't make it to the first ballot. They withdrew before speeches. So it was a four-way race. Now a three-way race between Phil Parrish, uh, Jerry Dettinger, and uh, and Dave Han going on right now. We're waiting on uh, second-round uh, ballot rights or results any moment here. I didn't. I intended on talking about the State Central for about, five minutes today and here we are half hour into the show and i'm still on i'll tell you why because it's a subject i want to lead up to the people who say a pox on all the houses uh all the parties are exactly the same i'm just tired of politics i'm i'm leaving it all alone here i don't care they're all the same i'm just gonna shut up and go away Uh, i get it and yet it bothers me and i'll tell you why especially and i say this with all due respect to some of my friends who hold this position who take a somewhat more uh, i don't know grandiloquent position and say, I withhold my consent. I'm just not going to vote at all. I'm not going to participate in the process. And I withhold my consent. Which I like to think would be a useful thing if you could say make that binding on the IRS. But you can't. They don't care about your consent. And the policies that are enacted... Uh, in your absence, will apply to you whether you consent or not. Unless you want to move to a jungle somewhere in New Guinea, uh, in the Amazon Basin or something, which, by the way, some of my friends are talking about doing, moving off to South America or to to uh, Estonia or, or wherever. I Again, I get that. I think that leaves you one coup away or one bit of Russian expansionism away from living in a real dictatorship, but... Anyway, since I brought up the term dictatorship, here is why I think it's desperately short-sighted for those of you who plan on trying to stay in the United States and would like to have this country, I don't know, be less dystopian at some point in your natural lifetime to say nothing of those of your children and grandchildren. I'll tell you why. I'm going to use the most threadbare warhorse of an analogy of all time, uh, Germany in 1932 and 1933. It's frequently misstated that that Adolf Hitler was elected to office. It wasn't literally true. The Nazi Party was the primary, that was the biggest single party vote getter in the 1932 and 1933 German parliamentary elections. That is a fact. But in parliamentary systems where there were twenty different parties, I guess that I think at least a dozen, maybe two dozen, well, a dozen major parties, and probably close to thirty parties altogether on the ballot, including regional parties because you can have those in Germany uh, still, and you could even more back in the 1930s. Uh, By the time you counted up all the big vote-getters between the Nazis, the conservatives, which, by the way, were monarchists back then, uh, the social democrats, the communists, the liberals, and many other parties that were involved there, the the Nazis got a little over, I think, 30-odd percent of the vote. Not enough to be a majority. So it's not like there were 51% of Germans who said, hey, let's bring in a a military uh, dictatorship and let's start slaughtering minorities. It didn't happen that way. What you had was at the end of 15 years of de facto civil war in Germany, as well as economic dislocation and uh, a political divide that Bad as things are in the United States today, it was much, much worse. I mean, literally, from 1918 into the early 1920s, uh, the different political parties fielded actual armies with guns and armored cars and machine guns who would go out and shoot each other up in the streets. I mean, there was a genuine civil war in Bavaria in 1919-1920 that was a shooting civil war. It calmed down eventually, and people fell back into the normal routine 
uh, of the Weimar Republic, which led to inflation and, and which led by the late 1920s to not so much open shooting civil war, although there were shootouts that happened with people getting killed uh, at a vastly faster rate than today in America, by the way, in case you're wondering, but also groups of thugs roaming the streets, beating up the other political party, which led to politics, being involved in politics, requiring a pretty high level of dedication. I mean, when you go out and go door knocking for a candidate in Minnesota today, and you are, say, a Republican who goes into a Democrat neighborhood, you might get people slamming doors in your face or giving you a piece of their mind and chewing you out. Likewise, if you're a Democrat in, I don't know, Grant County or Matamida, you might get a piece of some Republican's mind if you're a DFL canvassing. You don't have to worry about having your brains beaten in by people with clubs. You don't have to worry about people stomping your head into the pavement. You don't have to worry about your rallies. You're uh, getting crashed by groups of thugs. You don't have to worry about your offices getting ransacked. Usually, eh, Democrats will be doing it at some point, someplace in the country here today. But getting involved in politics back then under those conditions led people to think, I can't do this. I'm going to get myself beaten up. I'm going to get my house burned. I'm going to get injured. I'm going to get a concussion. I'm going to wind up with brain injuries. I'm going to wind up with broken bones, lacerations. I'm going to wind up paying a physical toll for being involved in politics, especially if I believe in a party that doesn't have a private army like the Nazis with their brown shirts. The, the correct term was Sturmabteilung, which is assault detachments, hence we call them brown shirts, or for that matter, the the opposition, the communists, who had their own private army, die Rote Fahne, which is German for the red flag, which was pushed out of existence when the Nazis took over and exists to this day as Antifa. Yeah, Antifa is the direct intellectual descendant of the communist version of the brown shirts, the private party army. If you were with a party that didn't have a private army, being involved in politics could be physically dangerous. And after five to ten years of that, most Germans, a significant number of Germans said, you know what, we're tired of politics on these terms. Make it all go away. And when someone makes politics go away, you might, if you're one of those people who's retired of the Sturm und Drang of Minnesota politics, you might think, that's a good thing. Politics goes away. No. <laughs> the people who want to make the decisions for you take over. The decisions don't just get made by the good people. Well, who do you think is going to take over if good people say, you know, I'm tired of politics? Or as some friends of mine have said, trying to run for office as a Republican in a district full of Democrats is going to get everything about my life gone over with a fine-tooth comb and thrown out in public. And every traffic ticket I've ever had is going to become grist for the political mill. I can't do it anymore. What do you think happens? That's what happened in Germany in 1933. A majority of German people did not vote for the Nazis. But when the Nazis came along and said, literally, we will make politics go away for you. They said, hallelujah, thank you. Let's just get things done. That's what happened. And, and by the way, both sides knew this was going to happen. And one of the biggest supporters of what became known as the Hitler cabinet in Germany, uh, who went on to rule Germany through the end of World War II, were the communists. Not because they supported the Nazis. No, they are beating each other up out in the streets. Rhetorically and physically, they thought that having the, the, the Nazis in complete control of the German government would get people tired of Nazism faster than they got tired of communism, and they would be the ones who do be able to say, we're going to make government go away. Well, they bet wrong. So when you bow out of politics, when you say a pox on all their houses, I don't care anymore, see, that's what happens? You don't wind up with a, a, a Voltairean uh, best of all possible worlds spontaneously erupting. I mean, that's what some libertarian dogma says, and not wrongly. I mean, you get a small group of people together, 
absent all other things being equal, you know, small town could probably rule itself just fine. Small groups of people don't need governments as long as they're all pulling in the same direction. Huge groups of people, when people say, we're just going to leave the nuts and bolts of of enforcing order and, and managing things to whoever comes along and wants to do it because we're sick to death of it, where do you think that leads? I mean, I just told you where it led in one major, well-educated, first-world country uh, 90 years ago in living memory of some people who still walk among us. That's how it worked out then. What do you think is going to happen when a majority of Americans think the same way? You think things are just going to magically revert to a libertarian Jeffersonian uh, state of stasis between gentlemen farmers deciding things at their county township meetings? I will place a bet for a shiny new quarter right now that that's not how it works. 651-289-4488 as we wait for results from the state central committee meeting as I move on in the fourth segment of this hour to the subject I wanted to get to in segment number two. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Plus, Scott Jensen joins us after the top of the hour talking about his race for governor of Minnesota, or at least for the GOP nomination to run for. Same. Stick around for that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter now at am1280thepatriot.com slash recipes. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. She packed my bags last night. AM 12A, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. It's been a decade since the Kendrick Brothers movie Courageous topped the box office. Now there's a new version with a fresh look and sound. Courageous Legacy in theaters right now. 
To celebrate, we're giving away a getaway for two to see Casting Crowns live in Dallas. Uh, their powerful Christmas concert, by the way, December 17th. We will cover the airfare, the hotel stay, and throw in a Kendrick Brothers DVD collection. You can sign up daily at am12athepatriot.com. In fact, you can sign up for so much stuff every day at am12athepatriot.com. You should just put it on your agenda every day. Get in there, sign up for everything there is. I mean, one of these, one of these breaks, I'll run down the list of all the things you can sign up for on the daily, sometimes more depending on some of the things you do. Uh, by the way, 651-289-4488 is a number you can join us at here on AM12A, The Patriot. You can also join us on social media, any social medium of your choice. Uh, Twitter, you can join on uh, the hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, and I think that was it. And then we are broadcasting live, the live stream, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page on Facebook. Uh, just go to Northern Alliance Radio Network, where I'd love to say hi to Steve from Rogers, to Sandy in Invergrove Heights, to uh, Gary uh, in War Road. Great to have people listening way up there. And to Saravana Kumar in uh, Kombator. I believe that's in Sri Lanka. That may be a record for this uh, live cast, uh, live stream here, although we've had people calling from rural China on the phone in the past. Uh, so always great to hear from people worldwide who are tuning in, tuning in for whatever reason, uh, whether via the live stream or the video stream, or just good old-fashioned terrestrial radio, 651-289-4488. We remain waiting for the second round of ballots for the Minnesota State Central. Uh, They're currently in a bunch of speeches right now from Max Reimer and Barb Suter, the uh, State Central delegates. Great to have them, uh, both of them friends of the broadcast uh, and great representatives of the party. So uh, we'll wait for that here. But uh, by the way, Scott Jensen, GOP candidate for governor, uh, for the endorsement for governor uh, coming up here you know, next summer. We're going to be endorsing a gov- uh, gubernatorial candidate. He'll be joining us after uh, 1 o'clock, uh, after 2 o'clock rather today. The importance of getting involved in politics, especially if you're not in the metro area, if you're involved in uh, in politics in Minnesota other than the metro or Duluth or let's be frank, Rochester these days, it's and probably Mankato City itself, is very much important here. Uh, we saw a couple weeks ago how, uh, last week, I believe, on the broadcast, we talked about how a current Minnesota poll, which normally spots the DFL a couple points uh, on anything remotely close, is showing that Governor Waltz is underwater on approval here in Minnesota. Now, as I point out last week, let's not get cocky about it here, folks. Uh, Governor Waltz is, uh, can even if his approval is underwater, can count on on the full-scale efforts of the public relations machine that is the Twin Cities media to help uh, redress any uh, imbalance he might have in terms of popularity. They'll be in the bag for him. Uh, The Star Tribune, um, the TV stations, except possibly Channel 5, uh, and more and more Minnesota Public Radio. I mean, they used to be a fairly down-the-middle, straight-up, what do I try to say here, not objective, but detached station when it comes to covering politics. It's getting less so over time. We may talk about that on next week's broadcast here. Interesting developments there. But Minnesota Poll, which normally serves uh, to to help shape the battlefield for the DFL, shows Governor Waltz underwater. And it's no wonder. I mean, the story came out this past week that the uh, on both the Pioneer Press and NPR reporting that the state is, and I quote, selling the former Bix Fruit Warehouse in St. Paul, which the administration purchased in 2020 to serve as a backup morgue for the COVID uh, pandemic for the thousands of fatalities that the Waltz administration said were going to overwhelm the state's funerary system. Uh, to take you back in time, about a year and a half, in April, uh, March and April of 2020, the Waltz administration, the Minnesota Department of Health, which reports to Governor Waltz, predicted as many as 70,000 deaths and, and a, quote, best case scenario, 20,000 plus deaths from COVID in Minnesota alone by July of 2022. You're, you're right. That's 15 months ago. We were supposed to have between 20 and 70,000 deaths. Now, the real results have been roughly an order of magnitude lower than that. Thank God. That's a good thing because it was bad enough as it was. 
And at that time, the governor uh, opted to spend $5.5 million of state taxpayer money to buy a backup morgue to house the uh, up to 5,000 uh, bodies uh, of people who would overwhelm the state's uh, mortu- mortuary system, the, the city and private morgue space that would be available. And I will cut the governor a, a certain break. I mean, we, there was a lot we didn't know about COVID back then. Everything we did know seemed pretty darn scary. Uh, but by the fall, by about this time a year ago, the State Funeral Directors Association was saying, yeah, the heat's off. We, we're not going to need it. And if they had needed it, by the way, it would have been a disaster because the roof leaked. It collected water. There are all sorts of other structural issues with it where it would not have been suitable for a morgue. You would not have wanted your relatives' remains being stored in a place where water was leaking on them. Uh, it would have been a pretty grisly thing. It wound up being used for storing PPE, personal protective equipment, and other pandemic supplies. It was underutilized even at that uh, at that uh, job. And the state spent the better part of a million dollars on operating expenses and upgrades and repairs, quite frankly. So the actual cost was well over six million dollars, probably close to six and a half million dollars over this past year and a half. Well, it was a great fanfare that the uh, that the that the uh, the DFL aligned media in the state aligned, uh, announced that the the sale that the um, the warehouse had been sold for a profit of one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Well, I pointed, uh, joined with a lot of conservative media in pointing out that that was complete balderdash, that even if you went with the selling price, uh, both selling prices, A, uh, $125,000 appreciation on the selling price was actually a loss because commercial property and the land itself had appreciated by more than that, to say nothing of the rate of inflation over this past year. Uh, the property went up more than that. Uh, even if you'd torn the t- uh, the place down. Plus, you got to count in the amount of money the state spent and would have had to spend beyond that to have made it usable as a morgue. And then, even if you leave all that, which, by the way, leaves us with a $700-plus-thousand-dollar shortfall, then you remember it wasn't sold. It was basically transferred to another unit of government, the St. Paul Port Authority, and purchased for a different pile of taxpayer money being transmitted from one bucket to another. So it's all a loss. It's all money being taken out of productive use. Further proof that DFLers have not the foggiest idea about economics, about markets, about business, about math, for the love of God. So if there's ever a time that we needed to have actual conservative free market Republicans step to the fore and save the day. This is it. Scott Jensen joins us after this. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. Hi, Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. And I'm honored to announce that we've partnered with AM 1280, The Patriot, to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. We feel it's very important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 730, and God bless America. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. Try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. 
612 The Bird. Trust is earned and couldn't be more important when you have a house project. Early Bird Electric is the troubleshooting expert. Just look at their Google reviews. Early Bird is your go-to resource for home inspections and problem solving. Small projects like adding an outlet and big projects like remodels and rewiring. 612 The Bird. And yes, Early Bird offers same-day service and 24-7 emergency service. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612 The Bird. Or visit 612thebird.com. Our 20th anniversary gala sold out fast, but we know there are still so many patriots who want to join us. So we got to thinking, what can we do so more of our good friends can join this special occasion? We thought about adding more chairs to each table, having a separate matinee and evening gathering. We even considered creating hologram versions of Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk and hosting a dozen events simultaneously. It was at that point we realized... We were really overthinking things. Join us virtually this Wednesday at 6.45 p.m. on SalemNow.com. Catch every moment of Kirk and Prager's candid conversation live from the comfort of your home. As a bonus, each streaming ticket will receive one free movie rental on Salem Now. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is supported by Pro-Life Across America. Hey, everybody. It's Charlie Kirk. It's Dennis Prager. Can't wait to see you on the 6th at the sold-out Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala. Celebrating two decades. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.